0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. I want to share with you what the Lord has deposited in my heart For days now, I have been praying and seeking his face, endeavoring to hear and to see what God is doing at this present moment within his church, not just within the confines of our own spiritual family, but also uh, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ worldwide. And last week, I have touched uh, on some of the things that God has ministered to me concerning the stirring up or fanning the flame of god's gift within us because as i have mentioned to you last last sunday god is on the move breathing upon his church he is releasing a fresh breath fresh anointing upon his house and it is imperative for us to find ourselves aligned with god and be in the place and in the position where god is breathing so that our hearts can be revived and come alive in the spirit so that we may understand fully what god is up to in our personal lives as well as in the entire body of christ we are living in the days of restoration god is restoring All things. And according to the word of God, before Jesus returns, there will be a restoration, the Bible says in the book of Acts, of all things. But in order for us to experience this restoration, we need to work with God and we need to cooperate with His Spirit so that He can complete the work of restoration that He has began within us when we got born again. And today I want to give you the key that will unlock this restoration, and the key is within us. Everything that we need for this restoration of spirit, soul, and body, relationships, uh, finances, and all that has to do with our own lives in order to live the kind of life that God wants us to live we need to unlock this gift that God has placed within us. And that is why last week we read a scripture and I want you to turn there once again in the book of Timothy, chapter two, to Timothy chapter one and verse six, to Timothy chapter one and verse six. And I'm reading this verse from the ESV, the English Standard Version. Paul writing to Timothy, and he says to him, among other things, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Another translation says, A stir up the gift of God that is within you. The word stir means to arouse from inactivity, or to arouse from indifference or quiet contentment. I like the ESV because it is the closer one to the Greek translation that says, fan the flame of God's gift. In other words, God is expecting us to fan that flame of his gift that he placed within us in order to experience the restoration that he desires for us to walk into. And so today we're gonna move on, and we're going to read once uh, uh, from the first epistle to Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter four and verse 14. Twice in both epistles, the apostle Paul reminds Timothy not to neglect the gift that is within him, which was given to him, when the presbytery or the eldership laid hands on him. And he says to him, do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with a laying on of the hands of the eldership. Why does he remind him to do that? Twice. The danger is always there for us to neglect this precious and wonderful gift that God has given us. Now, the King James translation calls this gift unspeakable. Unspeakable. And he tells us that in 2 Corinthians 9.15. The ESV translation calls this gift inexpressible. Inexpressible. The New King James calls it indescribable. Listen to the words that that the apostle describes, this, this wonderful, this glorious gift that God has placed within us. The New Living Translation says, too wonderful for words. And the original Greek in the New Testament calls it let me give it to you in English. There are no suitable words to describe this precious gift that God has placed within us. In other words, this wonderful gift, the gift of the person of the Holy Spirit, that's what he's talking about, that God placed within us when we fan his flame, when we stir up this gift he becomes the solution and the answer to all of our problems not only that but he also becomes the way of escape for every temptation that we face first corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 the bible says there is no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able to bear. but he will also make a way of escape. That way of escape is the person of the Holy Spirit that rises up within us and overcomes the temptations that we face. Not only that, but as the Spirit of God within us is is as we fan the flames of his Spirit then he gives us the victory over every battle that we face. So it is vitally important to pay attention to what the apostle writes to Timothy because he is speaking the same thing to us. If we can hear the sound of the Spirit that is going out to the church today and those who have ears in the Spirit to hear, they are hearing what God is saying. And there is one word that keeps coming to my spirit and to my mind repeatedly, and that is the word awake, awake, and arise. God is calling us to arise so that he can perfect that which he has began in us when we got born again. Here are some of the benefits of an awakened spirit the most precious possession that we can have is a spirit that's been awakened by the spirit of the living god isaiah chapter 52 verses 1 and 2 isaiah chapter 52 verses 1 and 2 i'm reading from the new king james version here are some of the blessings or the benefits that uh, that we experience as we arise or as we awake, Isaiah says, "Awake, awake! Put on your strength, O Zion." Zion is referring to the church. What happens when we awake or when we arise? We are fortified with inner strength by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are endued with power from on high. That's what Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. Power to do what? Power to witness, power to overcome, power to preach the gospel boldly, power to exemplify the life of Christ. And this power will come evident when we fan the flame of God's gift within us, this is something that we need to do. We need to fan the flame. We need to stir up the gift of God within us, and we need to be found in the place where the Spirit of God is breathing life and freshness of anointing and grace and power upon His people. We got to move to that place where God's breath is and last sunday we've explained whether it is we need to engage with the word of god we need to allow the word listen to what timothy say to uh, to what paul said to timothy in regards to the holy word the scriptures he says to him in 2 timothy 3:16 all scripture is breathed out by god You want to know where the breath of God is? It's in the Holy Scriptures. It's in the Word of God. And we must allow the Word of God to do what it's supposed to do as we open our lives to the Word and surrender ourselves to the ministry of the Word of God. He will do these things. And he says, Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable. Profitable for what? For teaching. The Word will teach you. Furthermore, the word will bring reproof and correction to us, but we need to engage. We need to spend time in the word. We need to meditate in it, and we need to allow that word to come alive in us. Are you listening to me? If we want to be lifted up, High above the circumstances, the situations, the temptations, the worries, the anxieties, and the cares of this life, there is only one way to do it, and that is to allow the Word to breathe the life of God within us. Listen, please, to what I wasn't intending to read this verse of Scripture, but I I want want you to turn there. I don't know if you've ever read this verse of scripture. It's found in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 3. Ezekiel, chapter 3. And I'm reading from verse 1. God is speaking to the prophet, and he says, Son of man, eat whatever you find here, eat this scroll. And go speak to the house of Israel. He's referring to the written word of God. Now he's speaking to him in in allegory. I mean, it doesn't mean that you eat the pages. He is telling him to digest and to eat what is found in the scroll that God was giving him. That's the word of God. So the prophet says, so I opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly with this scroll that I give you and fill your stomach with it. Then I ate it, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. Now go to verse 12, and you will see what the word has done for Ezekiel. It revived him, it lifted him high above the uh, the the earthly realm and he began to walk and to run in the spirit verse 12 says then the spirit lifted me up when did the spirit lift ezekiel up when he ate the word of god when he filled his belly with the word when he digested the word when he allowed the word to become flesh in him And that's what I believe God is saying to us. You want my breath? You want to revive what I have placed within you? you want to fan the flame of my gift within you, you're gonna have to come under the flow of the ministry of the word and you're gonna have to chew the word and meditate the word and hear the word over and over and over again and study the word and give your whole attention and priority to the word and that word will lift you high above the circumstances of life, above the temptation, above the pulls and the distractions, above the cares of this world that so often choke the very life within us. And we spoke about this last, last Sunday. Now, in Isaiah 52, he says, when you are awakened in the spirit, you are strengthened at the same time. One of the problems that we face uh, that, um, that, it, uh, that today is that we don't seem to have the strength to resist what we need to resist. It seems like the flesh overcomes and overpowers us every time. Do you know why? It's because we keep sowing to the flesh rather than to the spirit. The word of God says, he who sows to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life. But he who sows to his flesh, in other words, who indulges in the flesh and the desires of the flesh, then shall of the flesh reap corruption. So, what do we do? We need to feed our spirit man and take care of him and nurture him so that he can be strengthened with might to overcome what needs to be overcome. An awakened spirit is fully alert and understands what goes on in the spirit. He is able to hear things in the spirit, he's able to see things in the spirit, and he's able to understand things in the spirit. That's why Jesus said that before healing and restoration comes, certain things need to come first. Listen to what he said in the book of Matthew. If they will see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, then I will heal them. So before healing, before restoration, before strength, before victory comes, There has to come a seeing eye, a hearing ear, and an understanding heart, which eventually leads us to repentance. A turning away from all that is not of God and holy, undivided attention to him, full reliance on the living God. So the prophet says here, this is one of the benefits, awake. And you will put on strength, strength. Furthermore, the book of Proverbs says, if you falter or faint in the day of adversity, what does that mean? Your strength is small. If you faint in the day of adversity, what causes us to faint, folks, is not what comes out from the outside, what comes against us from the outside it's what's going on on the inside of us and that's what we need to pay attention to what's going on on the inside of me never mind the outside jesus said in the world you have tribulation fear not for i have overcome the world when you are strengthened with might you rise on another level when you eat the word of god when you spend time in prayer You are fanning the flame of God's spirit within you. That's why one of the prophetic words the Lord has given me was this. He said, if you will arise or if you were awake, I will strengthen you. Before you strengthen someone, you have to wake him up. Amen. Before you feed him, he has to wake up first. That's why the prophetic ministry is a forerunner before the teaching ministry. Amen? And then he said, if you will arise, I will set your heart on fire. If you will arise, I will enlighten you and you will find your calling. One of the reasons that believers don't know what specifically is their calling or their place in the body of Christ is because their spirits has not been awakened. Yes, they're born again. Yes, they are alive to God, but they fell asleep. It's like a a man who is in the natural sleeping. He can't hear, he can't see because he's asleep. Are you listening to me? But when your spirit is awakened, you begin to see. You are strengthened. Your heart is set on fire for God. And then he went on to say, if you will arise, you will find your voice of authority. Let me say this to you. When God formed you in your mother's womb, and when God formed me in my mother's womb, he has given us a unique voice distinct from every other voice no one has your voice just like no one has your prince god has given us a voice but it's a voice of authority before you find your voice of authority and your calling your spirit must be awakened must be set on fire with the holy ghost must be stirred up from inactivity, from indifference, from lukewarmness. And that's why most believers are groping in the dark, and instead of living life and living with the purpose, they are experimenting. They're trying this and they're trying that. They try to copy this person or that person because they haven't found their true identity, who they really are in Christ. And that's what happened to Gideon. Gideon didn't know who he was. God had to come and reveal to him through the angel who he really was. He thought he was the least. He thought he was weak. And the angel of the Lord said, mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. And God began to feed him, feed him with his identity, feed him with his calling, feed him with his purpose, feed him with his destiny. And he came out of the cave of fear and out of the shadows into the light. And God was able to anoint him and to strengthen him. And through Gideon and 300 men, they defeated with God's help, multitudes and thousands of enemy soldiers. And so many of us are hiding in the shadows. We are afraid. We doubt. We fear. And we rather stay hidden. And God is saying it's time. It's time to arise and it's time to come out of the shadows and stand in the light and in the glory of my presence. Isaiah chapter 60 says, arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. This promise is given only to those who arise from spiritual slumber. they not cold. They're not lukewarm. They are on fire. And God is setting his church on fire today. And I want to be among those whose spirit has been set alight. Jesus speaking of John the Baptist, and he says, he was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing to rejoice in his light. (laughs) And so many today are willing to rejoice in someone else's light, but God wants to develop your light so that you and I can attract those whom we are destined to attract and to influence, regardless of what your 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 vocation in life is, wherever you are, wherever God placed you and planted you to shine, because you have arisen in your spirit and you are awakened by the Spirit of God. And one of the most powerful tools to fan the flame of God's gift within us is our prayer language. It is in prayer that God is breathing afresh and a fresh anointing. Amen. When God gave you the gift of the Holy Spirit, he gave you a tongue of fire. Listen to what the word says in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. And we read from verse 2 to verse 4. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Now listen to this. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. One of the mighty tools to stir up the gift of God within us is praying in the Spirit or praying in tongues. It stirs the move of God within you. It subdues the mind of the flesh because when you're praying in tongues, the Bible says you do not understand what you're saying because you're speaking directly to God. And then he goes on to say, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but unto God. It is your heart communicating directly with the heart of God within you. Are you listening to me? There is a direct communication in the Spirit, and I believe that's the gateway or the entrance into the rest of the gifts of the Spirit. How we have neglected this precious gift. Well, let's go back to Isaiah 52. When we are awakened, we are strengthened by the power of the Spirit. And then he goes on to say, put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. When you are awakened in your spirit, you are clothing yourself in the inner man with the beautiful garments of holiness. Holiness. And this holiness is an inward holiness, not an outward one. And that inward holiness separates you from the uncircumcised or the unclean. He's talking about worldly influence, worldly companions, worldly uh, pleasures, you are separated. You are set apart because you are clothed with your beautiful garments. It's the garments of holiness. That's why it says the uncircumcised and the unclean shall not, they will, they would not want to have anything to do with you. They will either be convicted and be converted in your presence or they're going to leave you. Amen. And uh, I believe some of us, it's okay if we lose some of these friends because they're not adding anything to our faith, folks. They're taking it away rather than adding to it. And then he goes on to say, shake yourself from the dust and arise. There is a shaking that, that takes place in your inward man that, that sets you free from the dust. Dust speaks of destruction. You are shaking yourself because you have been endued with power. You are clothed with the garments of holiness and you begin to shake yourself. God is not going to shake you. You shake yourself out of destruction and out of those things that, are, that have bound you and have kept you In the prison of of things that are not of God, the prison of fear, the prison of stress, the prison of anxiety, the prison of doubt and unbelief. You, You break loose, you break free, and you rise above those things, and you're able to go forward and fulfill your destiny. That's why the Lord says, if you will arise, you will find your place in my house. And you will exercise your authority in the power of my spirit. You will speak and things will happen. You will pray and things will happen. Because there is not only words that come out of your mouth, but they are words that are filled with the flame of God's fire. And believe me, that's what the pulpit needs today. Paul says, my preaching and my teaching was not done with enticing words of human wisdom, but in the power of the Spirit and in the demonstration of the Spirit. And that's what we desperately need in the church today. The demonstration of the Spirit, the power of the Spirit that sets the captives free. People come to church and they leave church bound as they had come in no deliverance, no breakthrough, but God wants to set them free, and and as the word says, heal the brokenhearted, and preach deliverance to the captives. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord has anointed me to do that. You are the anointed of the Lord. This precious gift that God has placed in you and me is all-powerful, all-sufficient grace. You don't need anything or anyone else. All you need is to stir, is to fend the flame of God's precious gift. And notice how it described the coming of the Spirit. Tongues as of fire. Tongues. Why tongues? Your prayer language is the stirring spoon. The more you spend time in prayer, the more the Spirit within you rises up. And subdues the flesh. Amen. And then he goes on to say, Shake yourself from the dust, arise, sit down, O Jerusalem, loose yourself from the bonds of your neck, O captive daughter of Zion. You see, this is the devastating results of a spirit that has fallen asleep, of a person that has neglected the very gift of God within him. The word negligence means failure to take proper care and nourishment. You you haven't taken care of your spiritual man. You fed your body, but not your spirit. You fed your body three times a day, all week long, but you fed your spirit once a week. That's why it's weak and hasn't got the ability or the power or the anointing to overcome the flesh and the word says he who sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption we need to starve the flesh not sow to the flesh and every time you 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 act in a selfish way or you go the way of your of your flesh you are sowing to it you are indulging it rather than starving it Brother, sow to the Spirit. How do I sow to the Spirit? Get in the Word. How do I sow to the Spirit? Get into prayer. Get up in the morning, earlier. Put your clock on. Go around for a walk and pray in the Spirit for an hour. Even if you have to take that hour from your regular work. Well, if you work for somebody, you can't do that. Are you listening to me? Praise God. It says, lose yourself from the bonds of your... God is going to lose you. You are going to lose yourself because you have been endured with power from on high." Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, so many of us have allowed the enemy to uh, cause us to retreat rather than advance. We have allowed the hurt or the disappointments that we have experienced to silence our voice of victory. And uh, why have you ever? Why do we have to fan the flame of God's spirit within us? Well, because it's been quenched. That's why the fire has gone down, burning very low, and that's why we need to fan the flame. And it's something that we need to do. We have to do. As the word says, arise and shine. There's just one word, folks. If we arise, our light will cause us to shine brighter than ever before. And these are the days when the Lord Jesus Christ, before he comes back, he will come back for a bride that is spotless, for a bride that is shining, for a bride that is fully in love with the Lord. And our hearts are fully aflamed for God and for his kingdom. And then he talks about the darkness that covers the earth. As we see it, we look around and we see so much of the darkness. But the Lord says, the Lord will arise over you and his glory shall be seen in you. And then what's going to happen in, we're going to start drawing people to Christ. In fact, he says, the Gentiles shall come to your light. He's speaking of sinners, sinners being saved and kings to the brightness of your rising, people of authority, people of substance, people of influence will be attracted to the church that has arisen, that is clothed with the majestic garments of holiness, that is endued with strength and power. He says, lift up your eyes and see they all gather Together they come to you. Didn't Jesus say, all that the Father has given unto me shall come to me? He didn't go look for a blessing. He didn't go look for any anything. The, he, all of them, had all the things that God has given him has come to him because he was fully awakened to the voice of his Father. And then it goes on to say, your son shall come from afar. Your daughters shall be nursed at your side. God will give you spiritual children, sons and daughters. Then you shall see and you become radiant and your heart shall rejoice, shall swell with joy. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you and the wealth of the Gentiles will come to you. Talking about substance, wealth coming to the brightness of God's church. These are the days that these scriptures are being fulfilled before our very eyes. And God is calling us to align our hearts, our thoughts, give our undivided attention to him and not not waste time. We need to redeem our time wisely for the days are evil. Amen. And so, I'm almost done. Another thing, we have allowed, one of the words that the Lord has given me is that that we have allowed the voices of intimidation to get to us, fear. Intimidation will quench the very fire of God within you. Drowning the whispers, he says, of my spirit, and thus removing my words from before your eyes. Listen to what the word of the Lord says, but I will restore to you the years which the locusts have eaten. I will restore the time you have lost and cause fruitfulness to come into your life if you will hear my voice and respond to it. The owners, God is waiting on us. We're not waiting on God. He's waiting on us. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to come under the breath of Almighty God and allow him to revive us, allow him to fan the flame of his gift within us so that this gift, this mighty Holy Spirit will take us to our destination and will empower us to fulfill our purpose and to run the race to the end? not giving up not being discouraged many of god's people are discouraged today they need encouragement and the only place they're going to find it is in the living word of god father we thank you for your precious word today we thank you for the sound of the trumpet that goes forth The sound of your spirit, the sound of your voice calling your people to repentance, to awakenings, calling us to stand, to arise from our slumber. And Lord, I'm reminded of your words that you have spoken and you said when the people slept, the enemy came in and sowed tares among the wheat. Terrible things happen to us, Lord. When we are asleep, the enemy comes in and he sows division, he sows strife, he sows offenses and bitterness, and he's able to do that because we have allowed him. Forgive us for our negligence. Forgive us that we have not acknowledged or honored the way we should, the precious gift, the inexpressible, inespicable gift. That you have placed within each and every one of us and teach us how to fan the flame of god's spirit within us teach us how to stir him up the greater one the mighty one for greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world we need help lord and i pray that you would give us the wisdom to know what you are calling us to do. And I know you have different words for different one of us. Each one of us is in a unique place and you have a word for each and every one. And I pray that you will open ears, the ears of our hearts to hear, the eyes of our spirits, that we can see the hand of God moving, not only in our lives, but in the life of your church, dear Lord, and cooperate with you. So we thank you today and we give you praise. May your word, the word that we have heard today, bring forth fruit. Bring forth fruit that is worthy of repentance. In Jesus' precious and wonderful name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org dot ZA